dear, awesome people. Ideally, I would have loved to release an episode on the first of the year, especially because it was a Wednesday, which is the day of the week that I release my podcast episodes. But um, I've been through a lot, as some of you already know. So with that said, I don't regret coming back a couple of weeks in. Um, Today, I'm going to be reflecting a little bit on the decade, how it started for me, how it ended in 2019, share my limited New Year's resolutions for the year and even the next decade to come. I have some goals that are intimidating, but ultimately can be accomplished with a whole lot of heart. Hi friends, I'm so excited you're here. Welcome to the Failing Awesomely podcast. I'm Lindsay Garcia, and I have a desire to share my stories of failure, yes, failure, in business, motherhood, relationships, and while chasing big, big dreams. To say I've taken a lot of risks in my life would be an understatement. Here's the thing, in every failed attempt, there are multiple lessons to be learned, and coming out on top is not only possible, but I can almost guarantee it. Hey, if you fail, that's okay. Learn from it and turn it into something awesome. Before I get going, I wanted to say a huge thank you to everyone who has reached out to me since we lost our baby. Every single message touched me deeply, and it meant just so much to me to know how many people cared. Um, I'm so sorry that I didn't respond to most people. If I'm being honest, I just wasn't ready to start conversations about it. And my insecure mind, I just, I kept thinking, if I respond, it might not just be a quick acknowledgement of what happened. They might have questions and it could turn into a full-blown conversation that I'm just not ready to have, especially with multiple people at one time. And although, like I said, I was so very grateful and felt so loved, I just couldn't talk or text about it constantly. And I still can't. So that's why I just didn't respond. But I am sorry if anyone felt ignored or like I didn't care. Please know that's not the case. Next week, I'm actually going to open up and talk about my miscarriage experience. I know it may seem a little early to share that, but I promise I wouldn't do it if I didn't feel ready. One of the biggest reasons I want to be open about it is because so many people go through this and no one knows. So many people shared their stories with me and no one ever knew they were pregnant because they lost the baby before you normally announce your pregnancy. Um, So I appreciated all those people who shared those stories with me. Um, And I want you to feel comfortable sharing yours too. It'll make others who are in that sort of silent pain, know that they're not alone. That's what it did for me. And I appreciated it, even though our pregnancy was known and we lost the baby after telling everyone. um, It just, it, it really helped to hear other people's stories. And I want to openly share that. You never know who you may help. But man, y'all, it is 2020. Oh my gosh, this past decade has been jam-packed with life changes for me. I mean, in 2010, I started out, I was touring with Colt Ford, and on New Year's Eve that year, we opened up for Jamie Johnson. 
At that point, I had been a signed recording artist for about seven to eight months, and I was just so excited for what 2010 was going to bring for my career. I mean, I wrote some of the best songs of my career that year, so it definitely was a time to remember. But probably the most memorable moment of 2010 was meeting my wonderful husband, David. I call him my Craigslist husband, and I um, I don't believe I've shared this story yet on the podcast. Some of you, my friends and family, have heard it or were even a part of the story before. <laughs> but for those of you that don't, yes, you heard me right. I technically met my husband through a Craigslist ad. At the start of 2010, I was living in a gorgeous house in an area of Nashville called Green Hills with four roommates, but it was a really big house. It was really beautiful. Um, and it was it was a blast. I had some of the best times in my 20s in that house. But by mid-2010, I felt like I wanted to take the next step and I really wanted to buy my own house in Nashville. So in late June or early July, I don't exactly remember when, I told my roommates my plans. Now, number one detail in this story is this. Our lease was not up until October 1st. So I was telling them months and months in advance. Be that the case, two of my beautiful roommates decided to start looking for someone to replace my room right away by putting out a Craigslist ad. I don't know what they were thinking. They could have found a serial killer to live in the house. Um, But I'm glad that they were out of their minds because David, my husband of almost seven years now, we celebrate our seven-year wedding anniversary on February 1st, he was the first to answer that ad. Uh, He was planning to move to Nashville from Boston by the end of August and wanted to see the house and my room. (laughs) When my roommates told me, I was uh, not happy at all. I don't actually remember if it started like a riff between us, but there was definitely tension because I couldn't believe that they, A, were already looking for someone to replace me in the house, and B, they did it via Craigslist. I can't say that enough. Um, It still blows my mind. But David did come into town when I was there to see the house in my room because I would not let them show it when I was working on the road. I didn't want some crazy Craigslist guy in my room while I wasn't there. But by that night, David and I ended up staying up until like five in the morning, just talking and singing and playing guitar together. And I have to admit, I was smitten. But at the time, I was in sort of a relationship. It was a terrible relationship, but still I was. So David and I became friends who basically liked each other until the following May when he officially asked me out after I had broken up with my sort of boyfriend a couple months before. And this was for real and we went out on a real date and it was amazing and we've been together ever since. So thank you roomies for stupidly putting out a Craigslist ad for a roommate. I owe you my life, truly. Skipping along the decade, David and I moved to Pennsylvania on New Year's Eve, December 31st, 2012, and then we got married February 1st, 2013. Um, We still, when we left Nashville, we still owned our house there. So in June of 2015, we sold that house, 
And then in January of 2016, we had our first beautiful baby boy, Andrew. But later that year, I also lost my first fur baby, my Tyson boy. He was my um, my beloved dog who was just the light of my life and wonderful. Um, in 2018, we bought our first home together in Pennsylvania. And then just 10 days later, we had our second wonderful, beautiful son, Emmett. But this year, guys, 2019, man, it hit us hard. It was probably the toughest year of our lives. Um, If you haven't listened to the previous episode, uh, this past year, we lost my mother-in-law in February. And then just last month, we lost our miracle baby just before starting the second trimester. It's been hard, guys, but we're healing and finding joy in every day. So what's next for me? for my family. The one thing I definitely did not want to do in the new year that I always do is overwhelm myself with a long list of resolutions and goals. I wanted to scale back a bit and make everything simple and attainable. So my new year's resolutions for 2020 are as follows. Now before I start listing them off, the one thing that I wrote down before I started writing down my resolutions was that I wanted to make my family involved and a part of every single resolution or goal I had. I wanted them to see me trying to attain these goals and cheer me on and hold me accountable and be a part of it with me. So that being said, my first one is to do daily devotionals. I do them most days, but I'm not good at having like a set time of day or just making sure that that is a priority to make time for God intentionally, even if for just five minutes in the morning or evening, preferably both. Um, I feel that the Bible app has so many amazing devotionals and Bible plans, Bible studies, and just in every single kind of topic. So whether you're taking time to read the Bible or you're doing a devotional, I think any time spent with God, if you're a person of faith, is just so, so, so important. Starting the day in prayer, ending the day in prayer, praying with your kids, praying with your spouse, that is something I want to make a number one priority in my life this year. The second one is to focus on healing. I don't want to be bombarded with life that I just bury all of my feelings that I have felt from the losses we have endured in 2019 and not talk about them. Yeah, I want to talk about my mother-in-law. I want to share stories with my kids. I want my husband to talk about her. And and we do. It's not that we haven't. I just want to do it more. I want for us to talk about it more with our families, with my family, with David's family. You know, I I want that to stay alive because that is a huge part of what helps you heal in my opinion. I'm not a therapist, but I just believe that. And I want to I want to do the same thing for my baby. I know that when the baby passed, I was 12 weeks along. So and I will I'll share more of that in next week's episode, but you know, I most people I think 
announce that they're pregnant around 13, 14 weeks. So I was a week or two early in telling people and letting people know. Um, But yeah, we were almost in the second trimester when we lost our baby. The loss of a baby, whether at six weeks, eight weeks, 12 weeks, 20 weeks at birth, it hits you hard. Um, Even though we didn't actually get to meet our baby and cuddle with our baby and get to know our child, we still loved him or her very, very much. So it is a huge loss. And I want to talk about that. I want to talk about our child. I want to Like I said, as far as talking about my mother-in-law, I just think that that is a part of truly healing is to talk about it. So I want to do that. Um, And another thing that I want to do to try to heal is work on my health. Um, I am not opposed to, and if in the next couple of months I feel I need it, I will definitely get help. Um, whether it's from a therapist or go back on anti-anxiety or antidepressant medication. Um, I've been on those before. I do want to do an episode about it, but I did have postpartum depression with my second son, Emmett. So I I went to therapy and I got on medication. When that happened, um, it, it was great for me. I am not opposed to it. If you think you need it, please please do it. Please seek it out. Seek help. Um, Don't be afraid to or think that you're weak if you're going that route. You are not. At this moment in time, the only reason that I have not gone that route yet is because I feel good. I mean, I'm still grieving, but I feel okay. And the one thing that I've been doing since the first of the year is I have been working out or just just getting moving. I don't even necessarily want to say working out. I have been moving physically, my body sweating or just getting it going in some way, shape or form every single day since January 1st. And it does wonders for my mood and of course my body, but my mind, my spirit, emotionally, it just is incredible for you. And it's not that I didn't know that. I just made excuses not to do it every day. And this year is the first year that I have stuck to the goal I have, which is number three, to get moving every single day. Maybe some days it's a full-blown, difficult, hour-long workout. And maybe some days it's 30 minutes of walking or a yoga video or something. For the first six months of this year, I have no weight goals or physique goals, I just want to fuel my body with goodness, meaning good nutrition, good stuff, and get my body in shape so that I have energy to play with my kids. And I mean really play. If on a nice day, they want to go outside and kick a ball for an hour, I want to be able to say, absolutely, let's go do it because I know I'll have the stamina to do it. My goal is really just to be as healthy as I can be in mind, body, and spirit. So that's what I'm going to do. And I'm determined because I don't have a lengthy, long list of things I want to accomplish. I'm going to make it work this year for myself. But I also wrote down a dream goal. And this is more a decade goal. Although I hope this comes to fruition sooner than a decade. 
I'm giving myself that time because there is no due date for this. But I, before I say it, I actually, when I was reading over my notes before I pressed the record button and started recording this podcast, I am pretty certain that I have never told anybody that I started this. And what it is, I'll just come out and say it. I actually started writing a musical a couple years ago and it's about motherhood. And I started writing snippets of songs and some dialogue. It's mostly just musical. Um, But I, I want to make more time for that because I actually think it's a really good idea and I have goals and ideas for performing, for finishing it, performing it, all of that. So I want to keep going with that. I want to make time for that, even if it's just once a week or once every two weeks. I want to say, okay, you know what? Tonight, I'm going to sit down and go over my my ideas for the musical and start writing some stuff down. So if you have a dream goal, even even if, like I said, it's for the decade, do it, man. Start it. Don't be scared to start. I think that's, we're going to be talking about that in a couple weeks. Um, we have a podcast episode about dreams and talking about how the start can is, is usually the hardest. Starting, you're so scared to start because there's so many questions and there's the fear of failure that we talked about before in a, in a past episode. Um, but man, do it. Make 2020 the year that you start. Just start outlining your idea. Start outlining your dream and go for it. Even if it's, like I said, even if it's for an hour every two weeks that you take the time to do it, just just do it. I encourage you to just do it. And if you made a long list of resolutions and you're like me, you're the type of person that almost never is able to do it because, come on, life happens. Do yourself a huge favor and pick your top three. Give yourself a break so that you can attack your goals with confidence and not feel overwhelmed right out of the gate. No one needs that. Hashtag self-care. <laughs> you guys, I can't wait to see what 2020 brings in all of our lives. I can't wait to see the health and healing that comes from it for whoever needs it or has similar goals as me. I can't wait to see where we take this podcast in the next year. I'm, I'm just super excited. And if you care to share, I would love to hear your resolutions, whatever you call them, for the 2020 year. Let's motivate each other to slow down and dive in confidently. I love you guys. Have a great day and happy new year.